Opening's gonna be a little questionable. Well, um, <laughs> flat side. Okay. Okay. Ready? Yep. Welcome to Decaf, the Beacon Center's weekly podcast. Um, the good news is that the U.S. is not going to war with Iran, and the bad news is as that Mark right is now. back. Yeah, as yeah. of right now. And the bad news is that Mark is back. As of right now, that, too. Who knows yeah, if I'm going to fire by next week. So also good. true. If it was up to me, the insult count would be irrelevant <laughs> because Mark would not be here. Um, welcome back. Thank you. You kind of did a lot of traveling during Christmas. I did, I did do a lot of traveling. You were a little bit of everywhere. Went to Chicago, Philadelphia. Mark all saw the Jazz play great seats. Second Second row. Second it was row. All you could drink. They brought that you could text them. They brought you drinks, like whatever you wanted, wine, beer, and I got oh. to high five the players and the team. I like, thought you were know, about to hit me in the face and, for no. a second. <laughs> and that's all thanks to Ryan Green. We need to. He, he helped. Yeah, us Ryan. So, I mean, thanks, that, dude. The, the tickets were. He gave me the tickets for free, um, and they were unbelievable. I, I want to be rich one day. That's all I know. So thanks from Mark and for me, Ryan. Don't do this again because now I'm going to hear about the Jazz like every <laughs> day of my life. I'm pretty sure that's already the case. But yeah, seriously, less. seriously. So I guess to go straight into it, we're going to talk about sports. Sports first, Woo. so um, no more jazz talk. Let's talk football. <laughs> I prefer to talk football. So again, we got a good news, bad news situation. The bad news is that the Crimson Tide is not even close to playing in the national championship. Not it's even the top L- ten. It's yeah. LSU and Clemson, which I am distraught about. Yeah, and you hate both teams. Yeah, okay. like I don't know how I could cheer for anyone. Um, it's just a really upsetting year for college football for me. It's a fun year though, because I mean, you have to. Other than Clemson, who's been there, like it is cool to have a different team. I don't love LSU, mm. but they've been there in a long time. It would have been cool if it was Ohio State versus that. Could, like you have two different teams. I could get behind Ohio State more than LSU. I hate LSU. I do too. I'm with so you. much. And, and it's weird because like uh, the betting lines have um, LSU is like a five and a half point favorite. I don't think LSU is going to win. No, and but I don't want Clemson to win either because I well, really liked. <laughs> I really liked Dabo until he was a whiny little baby this season. Oh, stop! But you'll defend Nick Saban no matter what. He's like, oh, of I don't, course I will. I don't want to play at noon. Oh, that's so hard on my guys. And and now Dabo's. Uh, I mean, they're, 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 they're all coaches like that they all whine about whatever Nick Saban is the king um we can let's go to something well, we well, do you, who do you think's gonna win do, do you have any I think it's gonna be Clemson and do, are you cheering for them of course if not okay well, you, have pick, you have to pick one I don't have to cheer for anyone okay. I can be agnostic with this I'm you're not cheering, cheering for, for anyone <laughs> I'm cheering yeah I'm cheering for my tv to go out and everyone's tvs to go out so Perfect. no one can cheer for anyone um so something that we can agree on the titans yeah are killing it yeah but I haven't been following so like I love Derrick Henry yes and he's been he had a monster week Roll Tide. He also yeah, led the league in rushing yards this year. What a what a great guy. Yeah. That's a, built by Bama. Um, so what are the odds against the Ravens? Like I, I truly oh, very, don't know. Very bad. They're a ten point oh. underdog. But again, they were a pretty big underdog to the Patriots. And like they ended, Yeah, that's the Patriots. They probably dude. ended Tom Brady's like he's gonna play next year, but probably not for the Patriots. So like his twenty year career. Wait, really? Yeah, like yeah, he's probably gonna leave, and they think he's gonna go to the Chargers next year. He's so are the Chargers him. good? I don't know they're, NFL. They're not good now, but they will be with him. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and they have a lot of pieces, but like yeah, the Titans had a big upset when now would be an even bigger upset because they're playing the team that is favored to win the Super Bowl. Okay, so you told me about the Music City Miracle, which I didn't know what it was. The twentieth anniversary of yeah, the did music. Yeah, you watch the video? I watched the video. Was that unbelievable. unbelievable? Was that an upset too? Like I uh, don't. It, it was less of an upset as it was like just an incredible play when they looked like they were going to lose the game. Yeah. Like the Titans' first playoff win maybe ever. At, yeah. If Tennessee. you've never watched that video, if you are listening to this and you've never and you don't know what the Music City Miracle is, just like I did in twenty minutes ago, yeah. go watch it. And it's it's a unreal. Today. Oh, today. Oh, today. Yeah, that's why I brought it up. Yeah. Oh my god. As of today, and like it's 
probably the greatest play in NFL history. Or I mean, I had chills. Suspect, yeah. I like had chills. Like, you know, and the hair on the back of your neck stands up when you're watching something so amazing. It, it like, is some, and like, I remember watching the highlights. And like, I didn't really even cheer from like, wow, that was, that's like the Stanford cow or the kick, pick, kick six. Uh, I, know, I know less fun for you, but it's, it's the same I don't want to talk about the kick six. But that was but, crazy. And yeah, like, huge and I think game. the Titans have a, have a chance this week. I don't think they'll win, but they have a shot. Okay, well, let's hope, let's hope that you're right. Um, speaking of really great things that have happened in history, in recent history, the Tennesseans. Like last week, right? <laughs> well, I mean, the Tennessean came out with a list of um, the top 10 things from Tennessee politics from 2019. And Beacon was responsible for one and had a direct mm. influence on two others. Yeah, probably responsible for two, really. Yeah, seriously. So, um, of that top ten list, one of the things on that list, and we, were, and we were really pumped about this, we did some polling and it found that we are very influential in yep. the state capitol. And we're number one most heard or seen and we're like in the top three on all the influential categories. Right, and so um, it, it's good to A, see polling, but B, to be recognized by the media as doing, as being part of big things that are happening in Tennessee that are going to change people's lives. So the TANF dollars that we found, um, uh, you probably have heard us talk about that. And if you haven't heard us talk about it, you've seen it in the media, the reserves that the state's been sitting on for money that could help um, poor working families. Working families, yeah, to get back to work and kind of like do things like babysitting or Uber rides that they can't go to work. So like kind of more of what mm -hmm. the social welfare net is supposed to be rather right. than what it currently is. Right. And so Stephanie in our office found that number as she was doing her research about poverty and prosperity. And um, it's really started to hold the state officials accountable. That's right. Right. Um, and then another thing that we were directly involved in that the Tennessean said was one of the top three political stories of 2019 was the ES passage of the ESA. Which I don't think the Tennessean loves, but they did. But they, they, but did they recognized yeah, it yeah, as yeah. being very influential. Right. And, you know, Tennessee has the that We previously had the IEA, the Individualized Education Accounts for Special Needs Children. And this, the ESA program, while it wasn't as broad as I think most of the school choice advocates would want it to be, it is a step in the right direction. And I do want to say one thing, because I think this is important. I feel like uh, the Tennessee takes a lot of heat, right? From like our supporters and people who maybe are right of center as this liberal rag and all this stuff. And I just want to say like here, it's not true. No, it's they, not. They really have treated us with the most respect when they do that. Of course, they have a liberal lean. And with, with one or two exceptions, they have treated us exceptionally fairly, even though they don't agree with us. Exactly. And that's, that's the mark of, of, Good. I mean, it's integrity, right? Exactly. Like when you don't agree with and someone. Pauses, I don't think we agree with him on barely anything, but he always. But the two of y'all well. get along so well. But he treats us fairly, and like, and now yes. else, like they treat us fairly, and even though they probably are a little bit left of center on the issue, I think compared to other papers across the country that we see that have a clear liberal lean. Papers that I've worked with in the past, I am. I love the Tennessee. Exactly, I'll just say exactly. that. And, and they will always, even when they disagree, they treat us fairly. So yes, they will left to center lean, I, and not all their stuff I like, and they do kind of tend to lean left on some things, but for the most part, they do a good job. So I do want to say like, for all our supporters who hate them. We love you guys. <laughs> yes, yeah. We love our supporters and we love it, but we also, the Tennessee treats us well and we do need to give them credit. Yeah, absolutely. That. And they, and block grants, Medicaid block grants was another one. They really recognized policies that we were big parts of this year. And so we appreciate them shining light on that. Um, and we're even pretty, if they don't agree, we even if they don't agree, things. we appreciate it. That's and right. we really um, were excited to have been part of such influential moves yep, in the state right. last year. 
Absolutely. Here's some more in 2020, right? I hope so. Um, so, <laughs> shifting gears to something really funny. I hate, with every fiber of my being, award shows. They get on my nerves. I don't like watching all of these people who are only important to themselves <laughs> and each other sit in a room and pat each other on the back and fake laugh at each other's jokes. Usually the dresses are ugly. I could go on and on and on. However, Please don't go on about the I won't. I won't. I won't. But I could talk about how much I hate award shows until I'm blue in the face. However, this year at the Golden Globes, Ricky Gervais knocked it out of the park. Now, oh my gosh, I so didn't good. watch it because I nobody would like to... Nobody watched it live because nobody watched it all, but they all yeah, started Yeah, I, don't, I, want, I need to keep my blood pressure low so I don't watch award shows. But I watched that video of his opening monologue six or seven times on YouTube yesterday. <laughs> I couldn't stop. He, so good. it was so refreshing because usually they're sitting in this room. All these celebrities are sitting in this room only talking to each other because outside of Hollywood, like they don't think anyone exists outside of Hollywood. And they think just because they're movie stars, everyone cares about their opinion. Newsflash, Ricky Gervais's opening monologue, last time I looked on YouTube, had 27, uh, 87,000 thumbs up and 1,000 thumbs downs. Okay, and America... He also got 300,000 new uh, like Twitter, Twitter followers. followers yeah, America number. loved what he had to say. It was great. I mean, it was so good. And the problem is that now a lot of the people in the media are like saying, oh, he's this right-wing zealot. Like, he's not. He's a, he's a liberal. Like He, he is a liberal. He's, about, he's a liberal, but... But he, he appears to be out, reasonable. Well, he just calls <laughs> call people out on their self-importance and this idea, like, look, you work for these terrible companies do these horrible things like it's the same things like oh you do all this stuff in china you won't say anything about the hong kong situation but you'll tell us why we need to work in environmentalism yes here. exactly i my favorite part of the whole speech was when he said when you come up here don't use it to make don't politically grandstand most of you have been in school less time than greta thunberg yes yeah. so don't come up here and grandstand on a political issue get your award and shut up but and i loved it but, but there's a reason that it really hit because this is what people have known, and they were always afraid to put somebody like that to host. And like, you got to give them credit; they knew that he was like that. I mean, yes. he's gone off the script a yes. lot. And what's interesting is I share that video, and I think maybe like ten or fifteen people shared my video. And like, out of like four of them are liberals, and they liked it too. So it's not a, it's not this idea that's conservative liberal. It's the idea is like, look, you can believe whatever you want, but like, you you have not stood up for these principles in your own personal life. I know, I know. And then when, what Joaquin Phoenix said, or whatever his name is, is it Joaquin Phoenix? He well, he got up there and was talking about climate. change change and all this stuff and but he was saying like oh if you're not going to do your own job exactly. like, stop, stop telling other people what to do exactly you need to do, it yourself. do it yourself and so yeah i like i like that term self-importance all of these celebrities go in this room and in that room they are the kings and queens of everything That's and right. the rest of us who are watching it are like would you please shut up you don't you know nothing you know less about the real world than i know about soccer they forget, or hockey they forget that 50 percent of the people are conservative in this country like exactly like, like you can say what you want but like at least back it up if you're going to say it and stop acting like you're some martyr for like in a Hollywood, eighty percent of people hate Trump. We get it. You we get Trump. it. We know. We've been knowing that. Okay, we know. Um, and then staying on this funny topic about kind of making fun of politics, CNN and the Babylon Bee really got into it. Um, so explain what they are first. Okay. I know we talked about the Babylon so, Bee before. So yeah, we talked about the Babylon Bee before. They're kind of like the Onion, but right wing. So they're a parody satire news site that started out as a Christian guy 
really making fun of like kind of not making fun of things from the Bible, but making fun of kind of Christian things. Then he started talking about political things more from a right wing perspective. But also like right wing, like trashing Trump. Oh, yeah. He trashes everything. Like they trash everyone from a right wing. Nothing is safe to the Babylon Bee. So the other day they posted an article that said that the Democrats have called for flags to be flown at half mass over the Soleimani killing. Well, I'm impressed you got that name right. I've, I've like not even tried to pronounce it. I'm like I know. I know. I just listened to it like six or seven times even before so, we came like, in I, here. I, I'm like I'm not even trying to bother to do that. I, I I did my research before we came in here to record. So the, the CNN reporter said that all of these people on his Facebook were sharing it like it was the real thing, and he was so upset about it. Well, the thing is, one, that's really insulting for him to say that all these people who are sharing it think it's real because we're not stupid. Well, some people. Well, are, some but people we're not are, stupid. but like I would have shared that because that's funny and people think that like there to be fair there were a lot of democrats that didn't seem super happy about one of the world's worst terrorists going down um and then two that same reporter has tweeted over and over about how much he loves the onion that see that's the issue (laughs) what the heck i get what he says i like i just see like the velvet hamster which is ryan green yeah illinois policy yeah i guess it's uh iron light they do something very similar it's a great it's a great parody site but you see some of the comments like oh i don't believe it's like there is people who don't get the satire. That's like, true. I, I give this guy, like, he is right about that. The problem is how he selectively did it to basically do it so that, oh, Republicans seem stupid. Like, you see just as many for the onion when you say, oh, these Democrats have no idea. So it's like, well, and the thing is, a, he's a news reporter, like a CNN news reporter, and he tweets out the onion. So if you were really concerned about people getting fake information, then you wouldn't be doing that. You're just upset because it's something that directly, it, it not directly hurts you, but it, it kind of gets at you. Yeah. And, that's and right. that's the only reason this guy's upset. But I and, thought and, and it was it, so funny. He's like, it is true that people. I really, I will say, like, you see these people online who just don't get satire. And that's true. Twenty percent of the people. Bless them. So, like, I really agree with his point that, like, this is people do think it's real news. I mean, you can't do anything about it, but people think that. But they think they're about the Onion too. And again, and the Onion's actually even harder to understand if it's real or fake sometimes. Yes. So I think it just shows his selective bias and probably again what he cares about. If he feels like he's being insulted. And we all have selective bias. Sure. I work uh, really, really hard. Stuff. Jeez, pro, pro Nick Saban. But I work really, really hard, just even in like conversations with friends, I work hard to not have selective bias and to see every side of it, but I know sure. we all do. But that was one of the most egregious ones because I feel like he really started a fire and got a lot of people all spun up over something that he himself has done. Ryan started the fire. Ryan, <laughs> Ryan started the fire. If you don't get that reference, go watch The Office. Um, you got anything else for today? I think we're good. Okay, I think we're good. Um, if you haven't seen the clip of Ricky Gervais' opening monologue, go, do yourself a favor and go watch it. Email, maybe, right? Can well, we email? he says he has some foul language. Okay, in well, it. we're not going to put the email, but go look it up. Yes, go look <laughs> it up, and we will see you next week. <laughs>